Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. Season two. Hello and welcome to the worst idea of all time podcast, episode forty-nine. My name is Tim Bat. My name is Go Montgomery. And this truly feels like the worst idea of all time. This is the end. This is the end, my friend. No, but it's not. Not quite yet, but we're getting ever so tantalizingly close. And I tell you what, it couldn't come any sooner. Because that was one difficult viewing. That was, uh... That was just, um... What's going on in the room? There always is. Spectres and ghouls. Yeah. They've started haunting me. Mm. And you, Tim. Mm. Anytime that movie's on, you're kind of at the mercy of the worst parts of your brain. <laughs> That's yeah. where the spectres and ghouls live. In the worst part of your brain. Don't you think? There's a psychology to it. There's like... Because when you're at your, your goodest, you're fine. And then when something like this comes along, you just you get dulled to everything and suddenly you're left to your own devices and it's not good. Your brain goes to the worst place first. Where does your brain go? Because it just, it kind of just goes to a, um, not a place of sadness, but like a sort of a very reluctant place of, um, it's it's like your brain just goes up in arms. It leaves. I think it's the short answer. It packs up and fucks off. This is the only part in it. And then you, you're just, there's not a lot of times in your life when you're an adult when you're just left to your own, your own unguarded, core, raw self without any mental defense. And more specifically, there aren't many times when you're, uh, you know, sent to that place and have the whole experience underpinned by Sex in the City too. I feel just to before we get on to the Sex and the City 2 bit, which I think is very valid considering 
that's more or less the crux of what we do here. Um, there's something very, it, it's regressive. It takes you back to being frightened as a child. There is a unique vulnerability to being in this kind of emotional state. You don't yet have the toolkit to be able to deal with frightening situations. You don't have the knowledge of the world to figure out that it's all going to be okay. You're just a little kid rocking around the world, very scared because you're a kid and you, you don't know that things generally work themselves out at that point. So you're just like subconsciously in your head, you're kind of like, it could all end at any moment. I'm aware of the concept of death. I know that some people's lives just end. Therefore, maybe mine will at any time for any reason. I uh, I got lost in the middle of that metaphor. Are you a child who is afraid of death or are you a child who doesn't know to be afraid of death? And I am a child who is afraid of death with that unique rawness of being a child. You know when you're an adult afraid of death and you, you have a few tools in your toolkit to be able to rationalize it away and be like, the stats are that I'll live to be 75. And Do whatever. you take comfort in the idea that the stats say you'll live till you're 75? Yes. You do? Yes. Do you not? No, I don't really mind. How do you mean you don't really mind? Like, do you mind, You mean like if you drop dead right now, that'd kind of be fine? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, like, I, I, you, I mean, it wouldn't have any impact on me. It would affect a lot of people around me, but... Mm. Well, if it was a sudden... Yeah, that's true. If it was just a, all of a sudden... You got hit by a comet. That'd be a good way to go, I think. That would be a fucking exceptionally cool way to go. You'd be like a small version of the movie Armageddon. Or dinosaurs. Or a small version of dinosaurs. How much muscle mass would you have to have to absorb the power of a comet and not have any else, like anyone else die or any other part of the Earth be impacted? No less than 25 Hulk Hogan's. 0% body fat, 25% Hulk Hogan. And 25 times a Hulk Hogan, I think. I'm not sure that even one Hulk Hogan could carry the weight of a comet that managed to get through our atmosphere unto no, himself. No. doesn't feel... If you dream feel it... like the math on that is good. You can do it. I am... At my most vulnerable right now. I want to give some context to this. This is so this episode. This so guy, so guy, came, guy came to my house fucking chopped, as we say in New Zealand. Like, very, very hot. Very weapons hot. You've been having a great day, eh, guy? Yeah. I was at the, Where, what were you doing? I went up to the beach. I played a game called Cub. What's Cub? How do you play Cub? It's, uh, it's like a weird sort of Scandinavian... Wood throwing, it's like Patonk, but with a little bit more strategy and teamwork. Oh, yeah. It's like there are two teams that line up five wooden blocks along their baseline, and then you have throwing sticks, and you want to knock over the other team's blocks. Cool. And they want to knock yours over, and then you earn a right to uh, throw it at the King Cub or the King Kunta. That sounds awesome. Uh, yes. It's really fun. And um, 
Yeah, there were other rules in place to ensure that anyone who uh, was struggling with the game would be appropriately punished by imbibing more alcohol than is 100% necessary. Now, let me throw a question at you. With the unique experience of your day today, who of the four main characters from Sex and the City 2 do you think would be best equipped to be a really killer cub player? Well, it entirely comes down to who do you think has the best hand-eye out of the four gals. And I think, expressly, I think it's either... It's, I think Samantha. Why? Well, the first thing I thought, I didn't immediately think Samantha would be good at it because there's no evidence of any of them playing any sort of ball games or you know anything to suggest that they'd have good hand-eye. But I thought Charlotte presumably wouldn't be good at ball games. I was going to call you on the first time you said ball games and try and make a sex pun, but I was a little too slow. <laughs> and now I haven't made a good joke, but I just wanted to flag that it exists. Yeah, that you, opportunity you flagged was it, there. So congratulations. Uh, and then I thought, Miranda, I at first I was like, oh, Miranda would be good. And then I thought, I don't know, there's no evidence to suggest that. Uh, and so... Then okay, I, well, Charlotte's definitely not going to be good. Let's go process of elimination on this. Yeah. Charlotte, Charlotte's not going to be good. I don't think Carrie would be good either. No. So we are left with Miranda and Samantha. And I think, like, out of the two, I'm going to, I am going to go Miranda as well. I went Samantha. Ultimately, but you dwelled on Miranda. All right, well, I guess we're split. We're absolutely split. I just think Samantha would have the self-belief to just force herself to be good. I'll buy that. I'll buy that. I'll come over to your side of Samantha, Bill. It looks lonely where you are. It's gin. And uh, there was an episode in the first season where I drank a lot of gin, I think. That didn't end well either. (laughs) I think it was the day after you drank a lot of gin. Oh, it was too. That's right. Bloody hell. How quickly we forget, eh, Monty? How quickly we all forget. I can't believe we've only got three more watches, though. Oh, two more? Three more, two more. Three more. Three more. Fuck. (laughs) That one more still just makes me... This is going to be a sweet release. I think this is a real crawl over the finish line, though, rather than a salubrious. You know how, like, often when you see um, really long-distance bikers, they'll do a big hoopla where they throw their hands in the air because they've got a little reserve energy. But when you see, like, marathon runners or whatever, they're just fucking crawling over the finish line. We're going to be marathon runners in this, bro. We've just run one of them ultra-marathons. We're dehydrated husks of humans. And it won't be a celebration when we make it. It'll just be a sigh of relief that it didn't knock us off. Yeah. That's what 52 is. That's what that finish line looks like for me. Just a, a crawl. And after clicking and up 49 kilometers, I, I, uh, I, couldn't, I couldn't in good conscience disagree with you. Wouldn't it have been good if while we were doing something negative like watching the movie every week, we were also doing something positive like going for a run every week and we'd add like one kilometer per week to our run so by the end we were just fucking amazing runners <laughs> I feel like it'd be tough if you were focusing like if you're consciously 
increasing by a kilometer every week, you're kind of that is the central focus of what you're doing. You're training and you're running, and the movie is secondary. And no, I'm, I'm not like I. I'm not I'm saying, just saying as mo- a counterweight. Yeah, separately to the podcast. Oh, I see. Just like I'm doing this harm to myself every week, but also I'm running and I'm going to run an extra k every week. We talked about that very early on. The things you could learn to do. Yeah, and the way you could spend your time instead of watching Sex in the City too. I've decided recently I'm very keen on learning piano. Yeah, it's tough. Do you have any grounding? And I uh, played I played a little trumpet at high school, so I sort of learned the basics of how to read music. And I played drums as a kid as well, so I know a little like you know percussion and whatnot. Um, so there's a there's a little something there. But piano, you learned how to play the drums with a trumpet from memory. Uh, yeah, I would hold two trumpets in my hand and just sit on the kit and just bash the shit out of it's different pieces very of expensive. brass. Yeah, it's a terrible way to learn if you're poor, which I was. Bankrupted my family. Trumpets and drum kits. Trumpets Tim and Bad drum story. Kits. It's also the second... Trump the kits second, and drum pits. <laughs> drum kits and drum kits was the name of the second album by... Um, what was the band? Mr. Big's band? Oh, uh, Intergalactic Glory Hole. <laughs> I was going to I say... I forgot the name of that band. Machine Gun Jacuzzi. But oh. that, was, that was a different band. That is a good band, though. Machine Gun Jacuzzi sounds a little more metal or something. What are they? Um, Yeah, metal. I don't know. I feel like it's just a cheap knockoff. They, I think they mostly played Machine Gun Fellatio covers, <laughs> but they uh, made them metal songs. There's so, a band that didn't get its juice. Yes, Guy. We're doing this together, but don't you feel alone? Um, I do when you fall asleep like you did this episode several I times. I wasn't falling asleep. I don't know how many times I have to explain the way that I absorb my art to you. We'll try one more on the mic this time. My body was so focused on absorbing the art that it it communicated to itself the only way to ensure maximum connection was to have it be absorbed because my uh, sentient being couldn't interface with the movie. It thrust it upon itself to absorb it through like meditation, essentially. So what do you look like sleeping was in fact... Me mainlining the movie. So you were at like maximum absorption. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't expect you to understand. Well, I don't because it's predominantly a visual feast and you had your eyes closed. That's the real bit that that's me. I think that's where the big difference of opinion comes in because you still think of this movie as only being able to be consumed visually, whereas... um the level that I'm at, I'm sort of I'm looking at different ways of getting it into my system, namely through meditation. All right. Okay. This is a product comprised of audio and visual. You've cut off the visual. So what you're telling me is you're listening really hard to a movie at this point. That's what you're telling me. No, that's what you're hearing. What I'm telling you is that I am absorbing absorbing I'm doing a whole new thing which is similar to absorbing only I change out one of the consonants uh, absorbing the movie 
from a higher place. And if if what you hear when I say that is I'm only engaging with the movie orally, then that just tells me you're not ready to go to that place with me. Well, I'm sorry for being a junior in this. Look, you're a you're a toiler, you're a scrapper, you're tenacious. I'm a I'm a squeeb up, but yeah, <laughs> that's what I am. You are. I ain't nothing but a low down, dirty, Sque- horrible, s- yucky s- squeeb up, s- squeeb up, up, up. You are. You're the, something people hang off the side of their boats so that they don't, you know, rub up against other boats. Disgusting, dirty, filthy, What's he doing? Why is he drinking gin? That's the question that we're all here to answer today. And the answer is simple. As always. It's never been hard. It's always been answerable. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? When it all comes down to it, these questions that we ask ourselves and each other on a weekly basis are pretty simple to answer. What would force a man to drink coffee at record pace and in record amounts on a school day. And guy, within your question lies the answer. What would force a man? A man, that's the key operative word there. He isn't, is he? He's not a man. He's not a biological entity at all. For coffee guy, who we for the last weeks and weeks and months and months, and seasons even. For nine We've spent yeah. seasons doing this. All four seasons. We have informed you on this guy's backstory. And some would say, how can all of these things be true of one man? That that seems impossible. And I say unto you, coffee guy is not a man at all. For he is a competing robotic entity comprised of nanobots. Who is trying to take Dickbot down and he's gathering intel in a cafe because he has such advanced algorithms that he understands somehow that Samantha's going to meet him but he hasn't fully worked out how yet and that is what he's doing he's gaining intelligence because he is one of our last ditch defences against the great AI known as Dickbot does that mean he was uh, designed by the American government. This is the crazy thing about Dickbot. We know the origin story of Dickbot. We know the origin story of Brady. The thing about Coffee Guy, which is what I was supposed to say, the crazy thing about Coffee Guy is he is otherworldly. He has been placed here by aliens because the aliens understand 
that if Dickbot is able to take complete control, he will basically liquefy the planet to turn us into resources to replicate himself. What what interest do aliens have in preserving humanity? Aliens love biodiversity. It is their fucking jam. They love naturally occurring changes in species vis-a-vis evolution. They don't like fucking around with that GMO shit. They love organic processes. Are the aliens more developed than us? Do they have... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Have uh, more advanced technology? Absolutely. So, arguably, coffee guy should... I mean, if you're talking about two, aliens in 2015 designing mm. uh, an automated being through nanobots, yeah, and except hold on, why putting it against the 1970s? Well, let's hold on. Let's get no, the, let's get the year right. 1940s. Because when did the movie come out? 2010. Okay. So you got aliens with technology from 2010. Yep. When do you posit that Dickbot was made? Um. Probably the year before this movie came out. So I'm, I'm thinking 09. He's been out there for about a year. So the because he was made by the Japanese. Uh-huh. So they have been sitting on this resentment. No way. Wasn't Dickbot made by the Americans? Or was that a trick bot? No, Dickbot was made as a response to the American trip to. To America's uh, ill retaliation in World, in World of, War Two, yeah. Do we not say atomic bombs on the show? No, we do. But I was keeping it broad. Okay, good. Finish your thought. Well, I mean, there's a problem with the years. You think? I just, I just think it's unlikely that it was only designed 
like it was designed, you know, 60 years later. It seems like there's a long time to sit on some resentment. Wait, from who? Japan. <laughs> Bro, the Japanese know how to hold a grudge. Let me tell you that. They know two things. How to design an internal space in like a house or whatever to just make it baller as fucking hell even though you're living in a shoebox and dose to hold a grudge. Those are their specialties. So she comes in a close third. And if the, I, I still... The issue remains if the aliens have more advanced technology than us humans. Mm. Uh, surely Coffee Guy triumphs. Ten times out of ten. It's comparable, but it's more advanced. But I cannot stress enough that Coffee Guy hasn't gone into combat here. He is like in a defensive mode. He is just trying to figure out where Dickbot is to shut him down at this point in time. So just and his, his, give him his a minute. predominant lead is Samantha. Yeah. He's obviously like the he's obviously got some sort of plan because, you know, at the epilogue where he's having sex with Samantha, that is a good eleven months after the um the encounter with Coffee Guy. But there'll be a reason for that. Guy, here's the thing, man. I'm not going to pretend like I've got all of the answers. I'm just a fallible human caught up in a war between a man who is in charge of all of the vermin in New York City, of which there are millions, an artificial intelligence created by the greatest software engineers on the planet, and an advanced alien race. I am not even a pawn. I am a mere humble ant observing an intergalactic scale game of chess being played atop the plane on which I live. I cannot affect it. I can barely comprehend it. And all I can do is report what I see. And that is what I do. You are a noble ant. An ant who knows their place. You understand the limitations of being an ant with regards to some things being greater than you. And I appreciate um, the intel that you have gathered on the storm that is a-brewing. I salute ye, fair ant. You've got to be very self-aware when you are an ant because... um there's a lot of vulnerabilities about a bird might try and pick you or there might be a rival ant from a different colony that's trying to wipe you guys out. So you've got to be on your guard. You've got to know your limitations. You've got to know when to hold them, when to fold them, when to walk away, and, of course, when to run. Do you think that the livelihood of it, the life of an ant is more stressful than that of a human? Uh, yes, I do, because I think with being a human, at least the life that we seem to lead... There are moments when we're not in peril and we can, we, we, maybe that's a false assumption, maybe not, but I don't think ants have that, even the false assumption of being asleep in their house and being like, you know what? I'm cool for the next eight hours. I know there's no threat to me here. An ant is always under threat and they are acutely aware of that. So they're just like constantly stressed. Oh, that sounds exhausting. It is exhausting. 
But the other good thing about ants is they're very strong on doing things for the greater good. Team players. Go to the colony. God bless them, everyone. Now, Guy, I'd like to talk to you about um, our shining lights, and I would like you to come forward first. I'd like you to take the first step into that um, I don't remember amber spotlight. the exact phrasing, but as there is a flashback when Carrie recounts first meeting Charlotte in New York City when a homeless man flashed them on the subway. Mm. They're walking towards camera past mm. a fountain and there is a moving van uh, or something similar to it in the background, a large van, uh, and printed across the body of the van, it says, not exactly this, but something along the lines of Bible (coughs) justice. The best kind of justice. I think it's Bible justice. Uh, And that was my shining light, that van, and the promise of whatever that person is delivering. If they're delivering Bible justice, then they've presumably got like lions in the back of the van <laughs> that they're just releasing God, yes. on, you know, sinners. On non-believers. Those bloody Romans. On eh? what's a non what's a non-believer called? A heathen? Um I think a heathen is someone who actively does stuff that's bad. It's like Gentile, but I don't know what the Christian version of that is. <laughs> Me, uh, me, me being born and bred a Hasidic Jew and all. A secular pussy boy. <laughs> That's the term. That's the one. That was my shining light. Very good. Very good. Very good. Very good. My shining light was toward the very, uh, very, very uh, end uh, of the uh, film. Uh, when Carrie and Vega talking about the wedding. That, seriously, dude. I can't cut your mic and I will cut it. Stop. What's the point in doing anything if you're going to do that, you know? What's the point uh, in doing anything? I'll bring on my other co-host, The Knife, and see how you feel about that. <laughs> it's too dark for The Knife. There you go. You've started talking again. God bless you. Um, uh, I can't even remember what The Shining Light was specifically, but it's them talking about um, the wedding. It's probably The Vows. That's, I think that's what I gravitated towards. You like The Wedding Vows. Ever thine, ever mine, ever ours. Oh, you like that. The, the, the vows that were in or supposed to be in the first movie, which we haven't seen. But it's alluded to uh, once or twice in this movie. Do you, are we going to watch the first? I one was about to point? ask. Do you have any desire to see the first movie? None whatsoever. Yeah, I don't really care. I, I don't. Fucking, I don't. Give I a just shit. don't fucking give a flying. I'm still not invested. That's the fuck hilarious thing about these people. Hey, my mattress pikelet king. Fucking hot tip here. Here's an email coming your way. Priority one dog. Subject line, check this shit out. I've seen your movie (laughs) close to 50 times now and I'm not invested enough to even want to see the first one. What does that tell you? Oh, Mr. Pikelets. First of all, thank you for your delicious product, which I love to eat with jam and whipped cream. Yes. Secondly. Hold on for a second. What kind of jam? 
Boysenberry. Yes, you're correct. You got it right. Of course I did. I know this man's pikelets. The Posturepedic mattresses which you provide are not only fantastic for my back, but uh, they're also just giving me some of the deepest and most enjoyable sleeps using the Sleep app on my iPhone. It's called Sleep App, Nia. Yeah. Get it? <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's not actually an app that tells you information about sleeping. It's an app that mainlines all of your social media feeds and it taps into the anxieties you have in your brain. It's a very stressful app. Anyway, that app is having no effect on me because of the posturepedic mattresses that you provide. And saying that, yeah, I think you've spent too much of your time on Sex in the City 2 working on your mattresses and pikelets. Yes. And not enough. And also, obviously, instilling the monarchy in the United States of America. Wait, and not wait, enough wait, of hold it. Hold on, hold on. I missed that. What? King. Monarchy. Oh, okay. Yep, yep, yep. Gotcha. Or, alternatively, introducing, like, cougar-human wrestling hybrids. Tekken? Oh, okay. very good, very good, very good. He was obviously a tiger. You don't need to bring in an obscure jungle cat to that. Reference. He wasn't a tiger. Yes, he was. No. He wasn't a cougar, for crying out loud. He was closer to a cougar than a tiger. He was a tiger. He was he, not a I tiger. I might meet you in the middle with Jaguar, maybe. Jaguar. Oh, a leopard? There you go. But he didn't have... Sp- oh. There you go, he did have spots. He didn't have stripes, I'll tell you that. All I'm trying to say is that Mattress Pikelet Sinks shouldn't have made this movie. I say this, you know, with supreme authority. Yeah, I think we're the most qualified party to be able to weigh in on this one. If you, if you, if you just, if you don't mind, if you just give us a second, and hot tip the verdicts in, and the verdict is this should not have been made. Should have been made. I would like to throw this over to Paul Scher and his gorgeous wife and Jason Manzukis and say, hey, guys, crawl over this one because how did this one get made? You know? June Diane Rayfield, how did this get made? You can't answer that question. There's no good answer to it. It got made because people wanted to get paid. <laughs> Shit, that's pretty good, man. Hey, thanks, bro. <laughs> That's really good. Thanks. This you know is how, do you, do, I just so bleak. Do you know who else wants to get paid though? Tim Bat. Nope. Not this guy. I don't give a shit about money, dude. Money can fuck off. Money comes and money goes. It's only one thing I want to do. Let's hang out with my boy, Gar Montgomery. That's all you want from That's life. All I want from life. That's terrifying. Let me tell you. We're doing it. Let me tell you somebody wants the money. His name rhymes with oil rig. Mr. Big. He's got a big book. Huge. With huge. Big ideas. Huge book, huge ideas. It's all massive. It's all massive. All the time. And we're going to open it up. We're going to climb up that ladder in his personal library. Pull that book off the shelf, that leather-bound, gorgeous tome of ideas and concepts. Put it down onto the oak dining table, dust it off. Blow it, blow that dust off, blow that dust off. We're going to open that up onto a random page and we're going to find one of them ideas, one of them gorgeous ideas. 
exclusively written in felt tips. All it says. Ice cream sandwich, question mark. Spaghetti hat. It's terrifying. It's a lot of colours. He's written it with five felt tips at once. So it's sort of got a um, a depth effect or like a, you know, a sh- shadow effect. So what, like, what he's doing there, guys, is he's going, foods can be more than the thing that you immediately think that they are. So you, you, if I say the word ice cream to you in your head, you're probably thinking ice cream in a cone, right? You're thinking of a hot summer day, ice cream in a cone. That's usually Maybe what you're I'm thinking, thinking yes. ice cream in a bowl. Maybe if you're like an adventurous, inventive person and you're creative, you're thinking of like a um, ice cream sundae, maybe something quite elaborate. There's like a banana split involved, wow. some whipped cream, whatever. Yes. But do you know what you're not thinking about? You're not thinking about a fucking ice cream sandwich because that took a true revolutionary to combine the concepts of an ice cream and a sandwich and put them together. What Mr. Big is doing is he's suggesting to you that spaghetti doesn't just need to be spaghetti. Every now and then, spaghetti can be a hat. There are times when that is called for and appropriate, and you should do it. I think there's a religion. The Flying Spaghetti Monster. Pastafarian. Pastafarian. They wear colanders on their heads. So that's different. It's similar, but different. I feel like what he's trying to get at here is, you know, because those ice cream sandwiches, first of all, never come in bread. So what's going on there? You could get away with white bread as well with ice cream in there, eh? That'd be good. If you had... Like a bit of lightly toasted white bread and you put ice cream in that, that'd be a pretty good sandwich, I would think. You could make fairy bread. Yeah. And then put ice cream inside it. That's a yummy little ice cream sandwich. It's delicious. Salivating thinking about it. Are you? Yeah. I think what Mr. Big's trying to do, so he, he cooks the spaghetti and then he lays it out flat on a chopping board and he takes like a, a cube... It's not a cube, it's flatter than a cube. But like a, a square? A square or a rectangle of ice cream. Right. He puts it on top of the pasta. Right. He wraps the pasta around the ice cream so that the ice cream is entirely sort of uh it's blo- it's covered up by spaghetti. Yeah. I got it. And then he sort of like a lasagna topper, he puts it in the oven. Oof, complex. And he, he bakes the ice cream into the spaghetti. Complicated. And then he takes it out and he puts it on his head. <laughs> Shit, man. That's some that's some next level thinking. God knows what he's doing. I feel like he might have lost he might have finally lost his mind. I can only hope that he knows what he's doing more than we do, so there's like there's a motive here that we're not quite getting, but he's he's fucking he's on top of it. He's a smart guy. <laughs> he's, he's a smart dude. He's off his goddamn rocker. Um, He's out of the house. He's left his rocker at home. He's off it. That is a stone cold fact. Listen, dude. I'll paint a picture for you listening. We're in pitch black darkness again, similar to the slumber party. It's pretty late at night. I'm pretty ready to put a pin in it. And I think we're going to do that. Fuck you. Me? Me. Okay, all right. Uh, Do you want to expound on that? Nah. 
I like you, but I've got to be angry at something that's not me. You're the only other person in the room. Fair enough. Uh, if you're in America, we've got some pretty big things planned soon, and we will get into that. We'll, we'll try and bust out another one of those mini episodes so that if, if you don't give a shit about stuff that's not us watching the movie, you can just skip over it. But if you're in LA, we've got a, a very exciting thing coming up. And if uh, you're in New York, um, we were sold out in the event, but so we've changed to a bigger venue. So we should have some more tickets on the way very soon. Yeah, we we uh, all the tickets to Union Hall got bought, but fret not, my feline friend. You can still buy tickets on behalf of your human compatriots. As uh, we'll get into we'll get into that in the mini thing. So those who don't give a shit can continue to not give a shit. But I want to say this: I love you guys. What do you think about me? You're not sure, eh? No, I'm not. I mean well. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that sentiment. And I think I know that your intentions are good, but I just... My intentions are pure. Kiss me on the floor. I want to kiss you some more. We're out of here, guys. Say goodbye to everybody. Hey, everyone. Take a long, hard look at yourself. Because if you've made it this far into this conversation, something's going on. The wiring's off. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.